0: Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour. This week we are featuring some of the speeches from the historic CCU for Israel evening that took place this past week at Colorado Christian University. Up next, Scott Levin, Anti-Defamation League Mountain States Regional Director. He noted the importance of standing up not only for yourself, but also to speak out on behalf of others. And that, after all, is what you are doing by being here tonight. You've recognized the importance of standing up for Israel and for the Jewish people, and for that we are thankful. The third question that Hillel asked, which I think is equally important, is, if not now, when? When you are compelled to act for yourself and for others, you should never wait to do so. And boy, that describes the action of this wonderful community. Colorado Christian University did not wait to hear about the tremendous need that that the Jewish community or that Israel had. It took immediate action in signing off on that statement, in organizing events like this one here tonight. It recognized what I like to refer as Martin Luther King's statement a couple thousand years after Hillel, when he said, the urgency of now. Today we ask everyone to recognize the urgency of now as we fight for the existence of Israel and we're faced with anti-Semitism at levels not seen in this country four decades you know those brutal and horrific acts that took place on October 7th they have shaken the Jewish community to its core as it should all moral and ethical people the ceasefire that was in effect on October the 6th was broken by Hamas a terrorist organization so recognized by the United States, the European Union, and any thinking person. This is an organization that not only embeds terrorists in their weapons upon a, uh, among a civilian population, but it also takes money provided by the world for humanitarian causes and purposes, and instead uses them to construct infrastructure. And you, instead of constructing the infrastructure and utilities that are needed by the Palestinian people, it uses them to enrich their leaders and build a spider web of reinforced tunnels to hide the terrorists and the weapons beneath homes and the hospitals, schools, and mosques. Imagine that. And while we are glad that those hostages that were released last week are back at home as terrible and traumatic of a thing as they have gone through, we know that there are still almost 140 more that are still held in captivity. The IDF has certainly put Hamas on its heels, but it's not eradicated the scourge and the threat of a promised repeat of the beheadings, rapes, burnings, torture, murders, all that occurred on October 7th and in its aftermath. And while there's much focus today on the rockets Israel has fired in an effort to destroy the terror tunnels, it's important to note the rockets indiscriminately fired by Hamas continue to rain down upon Israel every day. So when people call for this ceasefire by Israel at a time when there are still hostages being held, When Hamas still has the capability to do harm to Israel in such a terrible and brutal way, it is simply ridiculous. No one even attempts to discuss the terms of such a ceasefire. I ask, by whom, on what terms, what guarantee of safety does Israel have? Believe me, Israel knows that no one can guarantee its safety but Israel. And that can only happen with the removal of Hamas. For Jews, having witnessed how far Hamas and its followers made it into Israel and the terribly inhumane actions that they took, in spite of what's probably one of the greatest fighting forces and most intelligent forces on earth, it's made most of us feel a bit adrift. Combined with the anti-Semitism that we're seeing in this country and around the world, there's really a downright feeling of vulnerability. And some people might question how Jewish people in this country can be the targets of such Jew hatred. After all, despite the fact that my grandfather came here without the proverbial two nickels to rub together as a poor immigrant, I and many of my co-religionists have been blessed by a country that has given us a measure of influence and for some of us the privilege of affluence. People don't understand how a 2,000-year history of anti-Semitism affects us, and how today we're even still here. Anti-Semitic incidents have been at historic levels. For the past 10 years, they've been a large increase that we've witnessed at the ADL, and since October 7th, it's been astronomical. We estimate across the country there's been an increase of over 300 percent. And I can tell you that in my office, the ADL region that covers Colorado, New Mexico, and Wyoming, we are seeing 10 to 15 incidents a day that people are contacting us in need of support. These are happening, as was mentioned, on schools and campuses across the region. There's protests, there's rallies. There's the hijacking of legislative proceedings in our state legislature and in our municipal city council meetings. In America and around the world today, there are far too many people that trust the oppressed over the oppressor. And they don't even know what that means. And when it comes to Israel, there's this mistaken belief that this tiny country no bigger than the state of New Jersey, surrounded by 22 Muslim countries, many of which, like Hamas, call for the absolute destruction of the Jewish state. Somehow, they believe that Israel is the oppressor, and what's so upside down about this is the terrorist organization, Hamas, and the people it leads are the oppressed. It makes no sense equally upside down is the belief that Israel is this white colonial enterprise, which today is the worst thing that we can face, according to some. But they don't understand who Israel is, and I just wanna share with you so you know, I don't look like the majority of people in Israel. My, my grand, great-grandparents, they were the descendants of people that ended up in Eastern Europe when the dias- diaspora came. I might present as a white person in America. The majority of people in Israel are Mizrahi Jews whose people, when the diaspora occurred, ended up going into the Middle East and North Africa, into Yemen, Syria, Iraq, Iran, Persia, before they even had those names that existed, that were there. Many of you have been to Israel and you know that the Israelis, it's hard to tell who would be uh, a Muslim and who would be a Jew because they're every bit as Arabic in their appearance that's there but in America because I look like a white person therefore I must be part of this oppressor I must be part of this white colonists and to be a colonialist also makes absolutely no sense to be a colony you have to be a colony of a motherland where is it that the Jews of Israel report back to as their motherland it doesn't exist again all of this is a fallacy. But I do have another ask for you before I end tonight, and that's to understand the words matter. And I know you get that. You're here tonight. But I hope you'll share with your friends. There's a couple of words that are out there and phrases that are absolutely anti-Semitic in what they are saying, and people don't always know. One of those is the word genocide. It's being applied as if Israel is creating a genocide to people who have suffered the worst genocide in history through the Holocaust. You know as well as I do that genocide has meaning just like ethnic cleansing does. This is an intentional attempt to try to destroy, eradicate, kill a group of people because of their religion, their ethnicity, their nationality, and the like. But that is not true, it can't be true. We know that in 1948, when Israel was formed, there were a couple of hundred thousand Palestinians that are today five million Palestinians. It is not a genocide. It is certainly not ethnic cleansing. And please, Please understand when people are out there chanting free Palestine, what they mean. And if they don't know, it's up to us to tell them. That's short for free Palestine from the river to the sea. What river, what sea? The Jordan River on the west and the Mediterranean Sea on the east. If you are freeing that land, you are doing away with the Jewish state of Israel, just like Hamas called for in its initial charter. That is not acceptable. It was anti-Semitic on October the 6th, and it was anti-Semitic today. So you know, as well as I do, that these words matter. And I thank you so much as a community. We honestly don't always align on every issue that goes on. I'm so glad when I got to be with Jeff Hunt uh, together. We're not always there, I have to admit that to you. But the fact that you're willing to stand up for yourselves on those issues that are important to you, and that you're willing to stand up for Israel and for the Jewish people, it means something. And the fact that you're using that urgency of now to come together tonight to be in support makes us feel proud to be your friend and so thankful to be with you. Thank you very much. That's Scott Levin, Anti-Defamation League, Mountain States Regional Director, speaking at the recent CCU for Israel evening. If you'd like to support our work, please visit ccuforisrael.com where you can help donate to save lives in Israel. That's ccuforisrael.com. Until next week, God bless you all, and yeehaw!